the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. All right, so let's cover what will be the distraction of the week and the weekend. The Senate Republicans block the creation of commission to investigate January 6th. So that'll be the distraction, and you will not get the information of exactly what is happening as your country is being undermined, your freedoms are being stripped away, and you are being thrown into a collective of which you have nothing to say about it. So let's all talk about the January 6th weaponless insurrection and how terrible it is. And you will now be lectured to by frauds and scallywags of both parties, but mainly the Democrats. And my favorite is CNN already put Nancy Pelosi on, who when her belly button itches, she scratches her chin. This dimwit on Demerol said it's a disgrace to the Senate, not realizing she's a disgrace to American politics in general, although her husband has been able to amass a fortune of which we cannot calculate. And that's what I think is important, because I spot them. I see what they're doing. It's been clearly evident. And it actually ties into today. Every time a day like this happens in Chicago, summer or spring, I want you to think of the positives. Positive is, back in the 90s, Sean Caston's scam artist father with their phony green energy company wrote a book to substantiate all of the subsidies he was receiving. And in that book, he predicted by the year 2012, the temperature would be so high that we'd have to walk around in space suits when we left our house. Ta-da, dummy! Either you're wrong or God's giving you the finger. It's all the way you look at it. And in either case, now that the Chicago reporters have hope that we won't have 55 shootings this weekend because it's cold outside. As we know, they have linked the failure of the Democrat mafia that run Illinois and Chicago specifically to weather as being the problem versus the character of the Chicagoan, which is the real problem. So we're going to combat that on every level and every chance. And when I see a scam, I like to point out said scam. Now, I'm going to play a clip from Nancy Pelosi where she's talking about the border wall. But what she did here, I think it's because she's slipping. She's old. After all, she's eating her ice cream and showing everyone that she has a $17,000 refrigerator, which I think is great. Look at you. You managed to really hit a home run with this, huh, Dolly? It also explains how you've been able to pay for those 42 facelifts you've had. And it, it also explains why the husband sticks with you. He could have cashed out years ago. Can't imagine the conversation is riveting. But she shows you a little ankle here. And what it is, is she's talking about the border. But what she's really talking about is the philosophy of the modern-day Marxist calling himself a Democrat. That can are reconstruct. You had to deconstruct the horrible situation that the Trump administration had created at the border. 
deconstruct it so you can reconstruct a better system. She's got the sniffles. And they have. Either that or it's just a little left over from the 80s. Nancy um, is telling you right now that what that's their philosophy of the border and yada, yada. But what she really means is this is the philosophy with the, the American economy. This is the same thing. They have to tear it down in order to rebuild it. So that's why the reaction to the what I believe, what my personal belief is, the human engineered bio weapon called covid and their reaction by the neo-marxists calling themselves democrats was to shut down the economy because they knew their real problem the real stumble block before them was the fact that there were too many of us that didn't need them too many of us that had our own little jobs our own little businesses and we're we could give a rip about what these idiots said and they were able to steal a little bit but they had their eye on a lot they had their eye on a whole lot so what they needed to do was tear it down so that they can rebuild it. Now, they have successfully managed to do that. That is, unfortunately, what we face today, is that they have successfully been able to tear down the economy, and they are already constructing it in a bastardized version of capitalism, in a bastardized version of Americanism, where they now are so boldened by their control over us, they actually are saying, we will help industries grow, but we want a piece of them, like Bernie Sanders said earlier in the week. When he was talking about the the uh, the chips and the and the the need for the chips to be to from computers to games to cars and all of it, and the fact that their regulations are what are what stops American companies from having this technology or being able to manufacture these. So instead of them helping the companies by tearing down the regulations and the barriers, what they want to do now is fund it so that the American government has a piece of it. And this has been a big big push with big oil. See. People, uh, you know, we, you and I understand that oil is the common denominator of everything. Everything over your head, everything under your feet, everything on your clothes, everything we're talking to now. The base common denominator of this is oil. That's everything from plastics to cement. You get it. But they didn't like the idea that that industry existed in spite of their attempts to shut it down. Now, the industry has been changed and has been controlled, and they need the approval of the corporatists in Washington. But it still exists. They haven't been able to really shut it down the way they want to. Well, that changed the other day. Climate activists defeat Exxon in push for clean energy. This is, um, this is crucially important. Because what happens is they put eco-Nazis on the board of the biggest oil company in America. The one that has has uh, historically fought back against the corruption in climate gate, in green energy, in the eco-Nazi plan. See, the fact that we live in today isn't just the reason they change it from global warming to climate change. It's the fact of the matter is they're dead wrong. Everything they predicted for 70 years has been wrong. But what they do understand, I like when music kicks in. It's no problem, brother. When what they do understand is that once they are able to infiltrate the private sector of an economy that's pushing back against the takeover by government, now that company's complexity is going to change. It's going to change. So here's why I say I see what they're doing. Because simultaneously with this, Nancy Pelosi has been an investor in many, many green companies through her shill companies and through her husband and through her her little band of merry thieves that make up her office helpers and whatnot. And this is the way in which they're going to steer the American economy. So they're going to hide behind the Green New Deal. They're going to hide behind false science. But the reality is why? Because they are nothing more than two-bit, self-enriching, self-aggrandizing thieves. 
And they understand that once the big oil is forced to put money where it is, to build these, these, these complexes, to go into this movement, government will come in and help it. It will be beyond failure, and they are in on the ground level. Now, I am not here to champion big oil because most of what I've just said to you, big oil themselves have been doing. They have been staging little little companies that are in wind and solar and the rest of it, not because they think it works or it's a good idea, but because they want to play both sides of the fence. And I get that. But this is a different level because now there is an open infiltration of government-sponsored, really, anti-capitalists in the most capitalistic company in America, the one that is supposed to fight for we the people. So what they also understand is they're, they're in this, this realm of subsidizing success, of watching the people who could afford it the least, the citizens, have to pay that corruption fee in inflated costs. And they are very comfortable with that. Because on, on, as that's going on, their political apparatchiks and their media talking heads are promoting the same thing. And if you think I'm wrong, this went down today, today at a Navy graduation where our lovely vice president, as I call her, Nooner Harris, best girl to ever take for lunch in the office, Nooner Harris was giving a speech at the Navy graduation. Then, of course, there is climate change, which is a very real threat to our national security. And I look at you and I know. Now, this is great. I'm going to interrupt her for one minute. Now it's a threat to national security. So now it needs quadruple the money that would go into it if it just had the so-called mission of making sure that it wasn't 48 in late May in Illinois. Now it has national security. And that's when the real money flows, baby. You are among the experts who will navigate and mitigate this threat. You are ocean engineers who will help navigate ships through thinning ice. You are mechanical engineers who will help reinforce sinking bases. You are electrical engineers Mm -hmm. who will soon help convert solar and wind energy into power. Convert solar and wind energy into combat power. Yeah. I'm going to hit you with a windmill. just ask any Marine today would she rather carry she, 20 pounds of batteries or a rolled up solar panel? Uh, and I am positive she will tell you a solar panel. And so would he. <laughs> oh, my word, huh? There she is in all her intellectual glory. The first female vice president. Yeah, wow. things should end. things should end well. But do you understand what is happening? Things are lined up perfectly. And they have interests in all the companies that have interests in all the new companies that will form on your dollar. Regardless of the reality of these companies being insufficient, if I'm kind, corrupt, and fraudulent, if I look at the reality of things. And they are in on the ground level, and you are going to subsidize their growth that is going to be staggering. And their importance is going to be really through legislation in your lives for perpetuity. This is why it was crucially important that they were able to steal an election, one election, 
And now you're in control of the most powerful decisions on the planet, forever changing the trajectory of the world itself. 312-642-5600. Do you want to fight it, or do you just want to invest in some of these companies? Huh, you Solyndra devils, you? 312-642-5600. So I was uh, listening in the in the morning to John Anthony filling in with, uh, I think the other host's name is Mark, who took my Sunday night spot. And uh, I called in, and I, it was at that point, you know, I realized John Anthony had been here for four hours. So when I come in and grab a pen, I'm trying to figure out which one he did not have in his mouth, which is going to be hard, because if he's like prof, they're all, they think they're dog bones instead of pens. But do you think I'm kidding you with the... Rebuild in order to reconstruct. Why do you think the name of Joe Biden's campaign is build back better? Is it just because it's the same phrase that the Nazis used in Germany or the Marxists used in Russia or that the Venezuelan totalitarians used in Venezuela? Or is it because what they understood, that's where the real money is made when they're in control and people turn to them to rebuild the economy itself. And now we're faced with a question. What kind of economy are we going to build for tomorrow? What are we going to do? I believe this is our moment to rebuild an economy from the bottom up and the middle out. Shut up. Not a trickle-down economy from the very wealthy. You know what's funny? The economy that he's attacking was actually built the way he says. The economy that he's actually attacking was built by people who started with nothing. In fact, the very industry he's after is there because of a guy who risked everything he had and more by the name of Rockefeller. Did you know that? And he wasn't a a robber baron the way he's portrayed. In fact, he was somebody, and his biggest attacks came from government, which at that time were run by the very shakedown artists like Joe Biden, the congressmen and the senators, who were trying to put barriers up to strip him away from of his property. And he continued to fight them. In fact, he's the reason they even have pipelines because they were making it too onerous for both the uh, independent railroad owners like Vanderbilt versus the government-owned to actually carry the product of Rockefeller. Very interesting story. But see, our entire economy and the way in which we really are or were a superpower is because of people at the bottom having the free mobility to work their way to the top. And here's one thing for sure. With these economic, illiterate, corrupt son of dogs we call politicians in charge, that's over with. You're not going to have that mobility now. And we'll get to Biden's new tax plan and his budget. Did you see, McMath? I I know you do a lot already. In his budget, they proposed those automatic increases in both the income tax, back up to 39.9, and in in the capital gains, back to 28. And that's not even the most diabolical part. It'll be retroactive. To yeah. April of, of this year, yeah. which, which means if you get out of your stuff, you're going to owe money you didn't even plan on. You're not surprised by that, are you? No, I'm, I'm just proven right once again. We have again. to do more than just build back better. We build back, we have to build back better. <laughs> Stupid idiot. I think, I don't know, it, I mean, his, his incompetence and the flaccid fascist that he is is funny enough. But these butter-handed morons, trust fund babies, self-loathing, daddy-hating Idiots that voted for this idiot. That's why it's unforgivable. I wish there was only a proposal. Just separate the states. Let's just do that. I know it sucks. We're in Illinois, but that's okay. I'm mobile. 
It's time to just let it all go. I'm tired of, of being dragged to the Soviet Union of the extorted states of America. I'm tired of it. You want this idiot in charge? You want to pay these onerous taxes and these costs? Go ahead. Live in Democrat states. Give us the 20 Republicans, and we'll buy the rest of the country back in six years after you bankrupt it, you stupid son of dogs. John, East Chicago. Hi, John. How you doing, Sean? I enjoy your show. Thank you, buddy. I wanted to ask you, uh, AM560 is a conservative radio station. I don't know if I call myself conservative. Okay, but uh, what would you say? Would it it be a conservative radio station? See, here's the thing. You know, I I remember years ago, I I don't know how old you are, but there was, uh, in the 60s and 70s, there were television shows on that actually. 68. So you remember Milton Friedman. You remember the Chicago 8. You remember William Buckley. Um, you know, yep. the, the word conservative means to keep the same. I'm not a conservative in that fashion. I don't want to keep anything. I'm a capitalist, and I have principles steeped in the Enlightenment, which makes me an American. So I believe in Americanism. So if, like, you're going to lump conservatives, and then all of a sudden i got to take Adam Kinzinger and Paul Ryan and that, that, uh, that wannabe from Mad Men, um, uh, Mitch, or what's his name, Romney, Mitt Romney, I don't want anything to do with those guys. So I, I understand your broader point, but I wanted some clarification for you. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, well, let's say, uh, let me start over and let me say that AM560 is would probably be uh, conser- uh, considered by most people as an, yeah. a non-Marxist radio station. Good enough. Would, would I be correct there? You're 100% why correct. Do they, why do they, during their news breaks, Call the January 6th activity the January 6th deadly insurrection. I, I, you know, I, I, you're, you're, it's an area that I don't, uh, I'm not under control. I think that they, they, unfortunately, a lot of times they do what all Republicans do, and they make the mistake of allowing the, the Marxist wordsmith set the tone of the conversation, right? It's the reason you and me, you're 68 years old. You lived through the time when the Marxists first reared their head and called themselves liberals, right? So here's the other reason. Yep. Why do we call, why do we, me and you and AM560 and all the people who are not communists, why do we call clear communists and Marxists liberals or Democrats? I don't. All right. Now, see, now you and I are getting somewhere. John, we've done more for the verbiage against Marxism in the last 40 seconds than the Republican Party has done in the last 40 years. And I thank you for that. Now, Jim in South Elgin. How you doing, John? Splendid. How are you? Good. I'm uh, driving through Wisconsin and a whole lot of fossil fuels being burned up because people are enjoying lives. Wonderful. So Anyways, aside from bringing down the property values in Wisconsin, what are you doing? Well, I'm visiting a friend, but I just... Uh, wanted to make a comment. You know, you talked about how they want to retroactively uh, change these taxes. Well, back when Clinton was president, they uh, retroactively uh, uh, changed the taxes for people that had passed away. So the joke back then was uh, the Clintons were raising uh, taxes on dead people. Yeah. So some people had passed away, and then they had changed the, uh, they had their estates and stuff, and then they raised taxes on them even after they were passed away. You know, and, and sadly, with, with Bill Clinton's proclivities, I think the easiest thing he could have done to your dead mom is tax her rather than what he probably wanted to do. So thank you, Jim. I appreciate that. Thank you for the walk down memory lane. Now we're going to go to Grandma Marilyn, I said. Grandma Marilyn. Yes. I don't Grandma have... Marilyn, 82 years old, and I'm fighting for our country, and I love what you're doing. Oh, thank you. I have been calling the White House for months since Biden got in. How's that going for you? No answer. 
And today I called, and guess what? what you have to write a letter to get on the, the line. You have to write and a letter. I told, the, you know, I told the girl, he's a jerk. She said, don't threaten him. I said, that's not a threat. <laughs> now, Grandma, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Do you have an email by any chance? Uh, my husband does. All right. How old is your husband? My husband. We're both 82. Oh, okay. All right. Well, see, here's my point. You have an 82-year-old man who has an email, yet Washington, D.C., which is supposed to be a representative Republican, or right. a republic, Washington, D.C. wants you to write a letter and then send it through their mail system, which has yeah. a good chance of, by the time it gets there, we are now speaking Cantonese. What do you think of that? Right. All right. right. Well, I just want to tell you, that's called the slow walk. And that's why, Grandma Marilyn, that's why they have this system set up this way. So that when you call, they stall you, or they laugh at you when you're on hold, the whole time pretending to be a democracy. Or a democratic republic, which is what we really are. So thank you, Grandma Marilyn. I wish I could be shocked by the futility of your actions, but it just validates my point. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM 560, The Answer. All right, so WGN, GN, GN, WGN is on in the studio, and they have that moron political commentator, Paul Lisnick, who looks like uh, if Boris Karloff and the son of Svenguli had an unholy forest preserve baby, it would be Paul Lisnick. So this idiot is on there, and he's talking about, you know, this January 6th, if the fact that the Republicans did this is the most terrible thing in the world. I personally wish for one day I was a senator because I would have said, well, let's have a commission on the Hunter Biden 412 trips of using Air Force Two. I think that's a bigger story, son of Sven wannabe, moron, Liznick, WGN. You know, and they have that other idiot doctor on there, that buffoon Robert Murphy who had the Soviet folk art behind him. What another idiot. Only in Chicago, baby. Hey, you got a good chance of not having a bad weekend. It'll be too cold to hit 55 shootings. What a bunch of Democrat, Marxist, mafia lowlifes. Paul in Worth. Sean, I'm the guy way back when would call Stephanie's program and blame all the nation's woes on you. But <laughs> Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> anyway, back in the day, 93, Bill Clinton gets elected. They immediately raise taxes. Uh, Hillary receives a bonus check, commission check from the Rose Law Firm, dated 1993. She sends it back to the firm and says, date it 1992 so I can avoid the higher taxes that my husband just imposed on the whole nation. Now, does that offend you more than Joe Biden and his lovely, lovely wife going on the bagman tour called speaking engagements and stuffing $10 million into an S-corp to avoid half a million dollar taxation. What do you think? Which one offends They're, they're both the same. All right. They're both the same. Fair enough. They're Go both ahead. the same. All right. uh, anyway, Sean, uh, I'm also the guy who uh, heard that when you got your program, I called the management of WIND, said, give them a raise right from the start. And extend his contract. I love this guy. Good luck, buddy. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. I don't have an agent, but you've just made it to the top of the list. All right, so now, uh, here, we got a guy that's been holding a long time. Let me get to Joe in Dundee. Hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Um, uh, a moral day tribute to my father. Okay. 
who was in Korea, uh, part of the uh, USS Constellation Carrier Group. Wonder. His brother that served in the South Pacific, uh, you know, Memorial they Day tribute. Teach us stuff. Yeah, yeah. Not anymore because you, you know, Joe, you got a you got a bunch of people sitting in the White House that uh, are not interested in in this kind of an allegiance to the idea or principles of Americanism or what the country is really about. What they want to do now is fundamentally transform and change as they did under the Obama administration. The only difference is this guy has flaccid and he thinks he can do it. Thank you so much for the call and thank you for holding and thank your father and your family for their service as we should always do as this weekend is really about and the people who lost their lives, but that will not be mentioned and you will get this whole new Marxist parade and theory of people. But I did tease something and I do want to get to it. And the reason that I have such little faith in the so-called pushback or fight or 2022 is number one. I truly feel that the election in the year 2020, it was so corrupted and so bastardized, it was obvious to everybody. Yet there isn't anybody that wants a commission on that the way they want the commission on the January 6th weaponless so-called insurrection, which looked more like a Friday or maybe even a Thursday night in the 80s in Melrose Park. That's what it looked like to me. But it apparently is the worst thing to ever happen on the planet, or for at least for this country in the last hundred years. So they want an investigation when I think the worst thing to happen to this country in the last hundred years is that there is no vote. Voter integrity. None. Zero. Zippo. And you know who else agrees with me? You wouldn't believe it. Chucky Schumer. ...in our democracy has nosedived. In a variety of polls, listen to this, in a variety of polls, more than half of the Republican Party believes the election was rigged and Joe Biden isn't the real president. Put me in that camp. I'll take that camp. See, but he's going to discount you and you're supposed to buy this because when somebody who looks like an actual gargoyle speaking to you is telling you that something's the truth, you should absolutely believe it from the gargoyle. All right, so listen, we've got a uh, guest coming up on the line. I'm going to take a break early, but I'm not letting this go. We're going to discuss this more uh, after my 605 guest when I get back. All right, so when I saw that our next guest called... I even um, cut my dissertation on the scoundrels and the rats that, in my opinion, have usurped the most powerful office in the world. Because what Tom Meredith is doing is he's organizing a pushback against all of the Marxists, starting right here in little old Illinois, or as I like to call it, the Marxist mafia capital. How are you, Tom? Hey, Sean. Thanks for having us on. Anytime. I think you're doing something that's great. And, you know, it's not often I shut my mouth during the middle of a segment for a guest. So this is my compliment to you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm with uh, Tom Dieters. Uh, Tom uh, flew in for four, um, from Florida for this event. Now, Tom uh, Dieters, how was the airport? Because I'm flying out tomorrow. Am I going to run into a lot of dummies? I tell you what, I flew out of West Palm Beach. Uh, it was a uh, American Airlines flight. It was packed. Oh, so I think you might run into a few folks. I had a wonderful middle seat and uh, bounced <laughs> the whole way. Glad to be here in Chicago, uh, my hometown. Well, Tom, when you get back to Florida, you give me a call. We'll have a cigar. In the meantime, why don't you guys tell me what you're doing and how you're organizing and why Tom flew in? Okay, wonderful. So um, I've done rallies before, um, as you might know. Um, I, 
a lot of Trump rallies uh, over the last year. Uh, but this one, we're doing a rally for Christ at the Kane County Fairgrounds Sunday, this Sunday, May 30th, from 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock. We're going to have uh, live, uh, live music, food, um, some great speakers. Um, it's just going to be a, a great, great event. Wonderful. And you're also very active uh, in a push to make some changes politically. Isn't that right? Well, just trying to uh, get the word out there, the message out there, right? People need to stand up for what they believe in. Do you have any uh, guests that are speaking that we could uh, promote? Sure, yeah, we have uh, some great lineup. Uh, what I did is we're trying to, like, hit every um, uh, category. Uh, Jeanette Ward, uh, Ashley Ramos, Tim uh, Perry, Richard Ross, Dr. Tom Dieters, Jim Richter, uh, Gary Rabine, and um, John Anthony's wife, uh, Deborah Anthony. Oh, wonderful. Now, Tom Dieters, tell me a little bit about, uh, give me a preview, because I'm going to be in Florida. I'm not going to be able to make it. Right. So what, what, what Tom has done, and I've known Tom since, since 1983, uh, is assemble a line of speakers that is really looking uh, at the problems that are permeating our society. And we can point one finger at government, but really it's much more pervasive than that. It's a societal problem. And that's really that, you know, we have lost uh, our moral compass as a nation. I can't believe the irrationality, the lawlessness, the things that are going on in this country, which yes, we can point again at government. There's major issues there as we know, but there's major issues in our society. And that moral compass is gone because as a nation, we have turned from God. Um, I never read the Bible until I was 40 years old. I'm not a pastor. Uh, I'm a repentant sinner. I'm working my program every day. But when I read the Bible, my I was just shocked almost every book I read because what we're living through, first of all, is talked about in specificity in the Bible. And this has happened time and time again historically with corruption of the society, breakdown of the nuclear family, corruption of government. So this is not new. And every time it's all been traced back to one issue, and that is turning away from God, who provides the lawlessness, who provides the guardrails to be able to live up to our potential that he created us to have. But we're willing to throw all that away to try to go a different direction without him. Well, America, how's that work? Right? Not very good. The speaker lineup's uh, there's there's going to be people talking about what's going on in our schools, what's going on in law enforcement, what's going on uh, in business, all related to a lack of moral compass. So that moral compass, again, we go back to, you know, one Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the rules and the guidelines that he gave us to bless us, not to restrict us. And I think too many people look at God as a, a party crasher, right? A buzzkill. And well, I don't know. My mother tried to guilt me with him all the time. So let's not get too crazy because he's been used a little yeah. bit for the guilt, right? Right. So, <laughs> so, so we we go back and say it's it, it's it's time to rethink that uh, and kind of recraft some messages. And this is not about you know judgment. This is not about anything negative. This is about a different life that we can all have as a country, as a nation, uh, as a people, and as individuals. You know, Tom, um, there's a lot of power there that people are not tapping into. And you know, Tom, I wanted to bring something up that I think is 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 miscategorized as political. When in my in my mind, it, it, it the politicians have merely sanctioned what I think is the greatest atrocity on the planet, and that is the genocide of our kids. 
right? Yeah. So when a yeah. government says when a government says you can murder somebody, if the circumstances are you're the mom, and religion when it is pushed back that listen this country although. Um, one could argue was also founded for atheists or people who were not religious, but was found on Judeo-Christian values. You cannot argue. And the notion that this country would allow the murder of this child is as not only some right, but would have people who feel the way I do about it pay for it. You are now in a position where the government has taken a position that is polar opposite of your own principles, your standings, but moreover of a fundamental principle of religion. Is it still time for religion to pretend it can be separated from politics rather than attacked by it? Never should be separated. <laughs> Why should it be separated when it has the values and the direction that are God-given? Again, this nation was founded on Judeo-Christian values, and we have strayed from those values. Again, I go back to examples, and dozens, dozens of them in the Bible where people have been worshiping God, playing by his rules, been blessed for it, then got a little bit too cocky, if you will, decided they could do it on their own. They knew better. Pride stepped in. They stepped away from God, disobeyed, and then they got themselves into trouble, got brought to their knees, got disciplined, went back to him. And when you point out exactly a a major symptom, uh, and it's, it's, it's across the board, right? First Amendment, is, is gone or completely uh, restricted uh, if you have one point of view. Second Amendment under great attack. Fourth and Sixth Amendment get violated every daily, day daily, yeah. as part of the COVID situation, Absolutely. right? The courts are upside down. Wrong, wrong is right. Right is wrong. The government mandates, institutionalizes, and funds sin on a federal level, and we make it a pride issue of you know, of human rights. Well, the only thing I have to say about that outside of uh, it's obvious to people that have one point of view is that if it's not your DNA, it shouldn't be your right. But do you think religion has been too soft on this point? And I say this as somebody who has denounced Catholicism many years ago when the priest kept looking at my friend like he was Farrah Fawcett. But the idea is that now you have religion, in particular Catholicism, allowing pro-abortion politicians to use its name as a shield of virtue. Don't you think religion should say, nah, I don't think you're good enough for this religion anymore. Don't you think it should take a firmer stand? Sean, if, if churches today weren't failing so miserably, we wouldn't have to be having the rally we're having this weekend. Tom, and tell me where it is, because we're going to go to break. It's a hard break. Tell me where it is. Sure. Kane County Fairgrounds, uh, uh, this Sunday, 1 to 4. Thank you, Tom, for joining me. I love the question. It went. I went a little long with you. That's why I'm going to have you back for the next one. Thank you so much for joining me. I truly appreciate it. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. All right. We'll be back after this. streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. 
With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. One thing that's been clear since Reagan, and even before Reagan, there's a um, faction in the Republican Party of corporatists, of frauds, self-enriching, self-aggrandizing, wannabe lobbyists, like Paul Ryan, who I think is the new face. But make no mistake of it, this has been in existence since the dawn of the Republican and Democrat Party. The Republicans simply do it to highest profit. And one thing is also for certain. They don't like when that little scam is exposed or disrupted. If the conservative cause depends on the populist appeal of one personality or of second-rate imitations, then we're not going anywhere. Ryan, who left Congress. And that um, is where Ryan had a speech to tell you that it's time to move on from the idea that we can put any kind of person in there and that they have to come from within inside this corrupt group called the GOP. I wanted to bring Rick Moran on because he wrote an article that encapsulates this. Hi, Rick. How are you? I'm doing fine, Sean. So PJ Media, you've been writing for them for a while, but you have a long history of um, writing and to be on various news outlets. Um, In your opinion, do you see a a time where right now the establishment Republicans, the Paul Ryans of the party, are looking to edge out the idea that there will be a comeback of Donald Trump or an outsider to, to be in that vein of Donald Trump to an American first or a capitalist president is their biggest threat? Well, no, there's just no room for a Paul Ryan or a Mitt Romney or a Liz Cheney. Uh, there's no room in the party for them, and they, they don't have a place. So I wouldn't worry about them. They're uh, virtually irrelevant except to the uh, mainstream media, which likes to quote them because they say bad things about Donald Trump. <laughs> you yeah. know, so... They're, uh, they are uh, irrelevant. See, Rick, I, I feel that they are the personality and they are the philosophy that is, in fact, in control of the Republican establishment, the GOP, as it were. And you're saying that, no, I'm, they're not. That is not the old guard of uh, what exactly is Republican Inc., or as, as it's referred to as the GOP? Yeah, well, there's just no... Uh I, I don't, uh, the establishment, you know, they're pretty much Donald Trump now. I mean, that's, that's they they don't dare raise their voices so, so, if, if they don't want to end up like uh, Liz Cheney. You know? So if that, that's, well, well, yeah, but that's the people and that's a very, you know, Liz Cheney's in Wyoming where Donald Trump was, you know, very popular. And I say this to you, not being a, a, a Trump follower per se but a follower of the good things donald trump did well recognizing that there were some bad things but the reality is his greatest asset to me was that he upset the establishment that is paul ryan that is liz cheney that is mitch mcconnell and that is why they were so complacent if not assisting the democrats as in my opinion the election was stolen and yet they still don't refer to it so i understand the people may support trump but it's irrelevant if they've bastardized the system, isn't it? 
Well, I, I, I don't know what you're saying about bastardizing the system. I mean... You know, what, can you be specific on that? Yeah, yeah, the GOP and the lobbyist that, that is Paul Ryan, in fact, is very much in control. He sits on the board of Fox News. He works for a major lobbying firm, just like John Boehner before him. Liz Cheney comes from a family that she's a at least second-generation corporatist. And that's the system that worked very hard to get Donald Trump out of office when he was in it and sat complacently by while the election, in my opinion, was stolen. Well, I don't. I think that's an exaggeration. I don't. I don't think that the Republicans sat by and watched the election be stolen. I mean, that's that's just wrong. I, there's, there's, you know, they might not have liked Trump very much, but they like being in power a lot more. <laughs> and that's uh, so. They didn't. They didn't let Donald Trump lose. And the uh, the notion. That uh, that they're you know corporatists have been in the Republican Party since Herbert Hoover. You know, no, I, yeah, they're they're absolutely. In fact, they're the original Republicans. Are the uh, are the are the party that attacked the capitalists of its time, and they're the they're the ones who perfected using regulation and taxation as a weapon against um, capitalists. Oh. So, I think that that's true. I think I, I that. I think that Democrats also run with that. I think that they realize that's the one bipartisan agreement they can have. I I don't know what to say to that. That's you know, I, I, Herbert Hoover, a court of uh, you know a regulator. No, uh, regulation is something that government does, and you know when you think about it, there are a lot of good regulations like uh, clean water. So. The clean water, the clean air regulations that, that have cleaned up the water, have cleaned up the air, or we'd be in big trouble. <laughs> well, yeah, so, but you're, you, that goes with the, that goes with the assumption that the people or that the, the you know weren't going to push it that way organically or weren't going to demand that as consumers, as if the government is to who who's to thank for that when the reality is you could say that a lot of companies felt that it was important to go that way too so i don't i don't necessarily view them from opposite sides of the fence all the time sometimes it's in the corporation's best interest to to uh promote clean air and clean water because it's good for their products it's good for their consumers so the idea that i have government to thank for that or the EPA, I, I you know, I have a hard time with. When the reality well, is, the EPA doesn't mind when companies pollute; they just want to bill them. Somebody had to come up with the regulations that you know that were followed, that uh, that uh, cleaned up uh, Lake Erie, so that in like I think it was 1958. I don't think they had any live fish in Lake Erie, and you know no. now it's a it's a fisherman's paradise. So I I don't know. So do you think so do you think that the Republicans then are going to move gently into the position of supporting Trump or do you think that Paul Ryan is going to be successful in his attempt to seize back the power that he was the speaker of the house No I think there's going to be an 80% of Republicans are going to support Trump for election if he's if he's nominated if he can get past uh, Ron DeSantis and Maybe Matt Gates, but you know, eighty percent of the Republicans, and then you're going to have the twenty percent, like Adam Kinzinger, my congressman. Uh, you're going to have people like Mitch McConnell will support Donald Trump. He did in 2020. He didn't, you know, 
go to the mat for him, but he... Well, he supported him in a cowardice way. He supported him to his face while the whole time stoking stoking the party that was trying to hurt him. Would you say that that's fair? You think think McConnell was working with the Democrats? Oh, absolutely, I do. I absolutely do. I absolutely do. And I think, well, well, here, you you have McConnell has been in this position since the 80s. Would you say that he was interested in watching politics go the way of, of uh, uh, cleanup, of less corporatism, of less lobbying, of more of a, of, a, of a party that focused on or a government that focused on capitalism and not the corrupt corporatism? Do you think he supported the bailouts, that he supports the fiscal uh, scheme that we have in place now? I mean, I don't think he put up a fight for freedom or liberty or capitalism. I think Mitch McConnell is a scumbag. Okay. Well, uh, he's uh, he's the minority leader of the Senate right now, and could be the majority leader if he uh, if they manage to take over the Senate. And don't you so think I, that's and don't you think that's a kind of a problem where somebody could be so incompetent at his job since the '80s? Yet it's assumed that if the Republicans win, here he is again. Isn't does that make us any different than the people who circulate? Uh, Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer. Don't you think it's time that we have a system where maybe a few politicians don't control the party? Well, uh, that'd be great. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> yeah, but do you do you think it's going to happen if we keep letting these people stay in charge? Letting these people stay in charge. Mitch McConnell was elected almost unanimously, I believe, minority leader in the Senate. Yeah, but isn't 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 fifty seven percent of the vote in a very democratic year, two thousand eighteen. But he he was elected to that position by fellow politicians who needed the RNC. He wasn't he wasn't elected that by the people. But he's he's he gets elected every uh, two what is it four years two years I think. Well, that's the pro- that's the point of the system. Well, I'll tell you what, Rick. That's the that's the point of the system that I think should be changed. And you're saying it works. And I'm saying well, if it, it works, it, would it, we it have a debt that's thirty trillion dollars? Donald Trump's if Donald Trump's uh, 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 supporters run for Senate and win, then it'll change. But until then, you, you know, you're stuck with the Republican Party you got. <laughs> and and I, I, although I agree with you, I also find it upsetting that that's the notion that we have. We're stuck with the Republican Party we have. When I think the Republican Party we have is why we're in the position we're in, is their shortcomings, well, their yeah. failings, and their corruption. Could be. I, you know, I, I have no right. love for the Republican Party. I haven't been a Republican since 2010. Uh, and I voted for a few Republicans, not many, but, uh, and no Democrats. I haven't voted for Democrats. I agree, choosy. Oh, well, I think that's the way you should be, Rick. I think that's the way you should be. That's the way I am. The problem is what we have is we don't have a bar of of kind of a standard where you can say that, you know, it's unfortunate. I feel terrible that, um, you know, your your congressman is Adam Kinzinger when the fact of the matter is I don't think anybody represents a Democrat more than Adam Kinzinger. I think he's just the the only difference between him and an Illinois Democrat is a better suit and maybe a more expensive haircut. But voting wise, I think Adam Kinzinger is 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 a, a part of the problem. Well, he voted for Trump ninety percent of the time. So, yeah. I mean, you, know, you, you can. Well, you would you would admit that he didn't. You, you, do you think he voted for him in twenty twenty election? I had 
have no idea. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't ask him. <laughs> All right. Well, next time you see him, would I you ask him for me? He didn't. Right. Well, I think I think it's safe to assume that neither did Adam Kinzinger, especially from what Adam Kinzinger has to say quite often. And um, I appreciate you joining me. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll take a look at some of your stuff. All right. Okie doke. Thank you very much. PJ Media. Moran. Moran. We'll be back after this. 312-642-5600. I mean, geez. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. And now you know why I will never be a speaker at a GOP function or anything to do with media that is supposedly putting up a fight against the Marxists, because I think that was... I think he's dead wrong. Dead Dead wrong. And it's awkward because it's one of my guests, but I don't care. I'm not interested in making him happy. Not at all. So when you have Adam Kinzinger. Representative Kinzinger, let's just start with some news from today. Marjorie Taylor Greene, your colleague on the um, Republican side, had been comparing the campaign to get vaccinated and also wearing masks to Jews being forced to wear a gold star in the Holocaust. We won't bother asking you to respond as everyone just kind of agrees it's outrageous and ridiculous but i do want to know what do you think should be done about this because she in particular is one who continues to say things like this and nothing has been done though democrats did strip her of her committee assignments yeah i mean it's you know i'm always torn between does she really believe this stuff or is it just for attention i think it's just for attention and the sad thing is you know it's like really serious issues we're dealing with and uh so, you know, look, as uh, Kevin McCarthy had said when he, you know, after the... Now, Kinzinger also has come out and talked against Trump. He voted, he wanted the impeachment trial. Kinzinger has has been what I think is a major problem in the Republican Party, but not because he is simply a congressman from Illinois. It's irrelevant, as that's the best kind of Republican Illinois can produce. But what Kinzinger is, is a representative of the corporatist, corrupt Republican Party, where Paul Ryan sits atop of. He was the Speaker of the House. He lives in a multi-million dollar mansion, never had a job. When he was left the speaker, he became a lobbyist, just like his mentor, John Boehner. He's not irrelevant. He controls the GOP. The GOP worked to undermine Trump. The reason that we're in this position is because so many people who pretend to be putting up a fight against the, the Marxists calling themselves Democrats are content and complacent in the face of the obvious failure we call our reality. And you want to know why a country gets $30 trillion in debt is because the guy I just interviewed is considered to be not a Democrat or a supporter of that. I'm sorry. Maybe we're talking past each other, but that's the way I took it. I thought it was... Bizarre if that's what we have to lean on. Verlon. What's up, Sean? How are you, kid? Hey, I don't know. I'm all right. I don't know what the listeners got out of that conversation you had with your past guest, but I didn't get anything. Well, uh, here's I the thing. He wrote, a, he, wrote, he wrote an article that, you know, from the Paul Ryan is in, in another futile attempt to turn the GOP away from Trump. And uh, first of all, the title kind of tells that I, I should have... Uh, you know, maybe maybe asked about that, but I think he proved what he proved is he's under the impression that the GOP supported Trump. 
when I my what I'm my contention is the GOP was excited at the idea that Trump would be out of office and they work to undermine him while he was in office. They are excited now that he's out of office and they sat idly by. Well, what I think is the office was stolen from him. That's my contention. And to me, that interview that you just heard validated that because what they're trying to say is, no, 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 it's no big deal. They're irrelevant in essence, setting up for another second position. But that's, you know, we, uh, he is an Illinois guy and that is an Illinois Republican. So that's how they view things in my opinion. Well, I agree with you, of course, that the election was stolen, and I agree with you that this system is broken. But these are two key things that we need to do. Number one, election integrity, because we don't have that, we don't have anything. Absolutely. But for the system to work at least halfway the way we want it, we have to get key conservatives in key positions. You will never get a Mitch McConnell out, you will never get a Chuck Schumer out, you will never get a Nancy Pelosi out, because the system is broken. But if we can get key conservatives in key places, we can at least get 50% of what we want out of our government, and that's what we have to strive for. But it comes down to first... Well, it it also comes down to the fact that, you know, I get all that, I've heard all that, thank you for the call, that's not good enough for me. It's not good enough for me. Until a Republican Party can identify the problem, guess what, you're going to get more of the problem. When you could come on and say, ah, it's no big deal, the GOP's all right, and Adam Kinzinger's doing a good job, <laughs> you're not even close to fixing anything. It's outrageous. Kevin in Austin, Texas. Sean, you know that starting a third party is a futile Oh, I absolutely exercise. do. Yeah. I want to take guys like the ones I just heard, the one the interview I just had. I want to take guys who, who believe like that and think Adam Kinzinger is fine, and I want to tell them, get the hell out. But that's not right. going to happen. So, We know that's not going to happen. So once again, we do a fantastic job of articulating in a very humorous manner the problem that we have. But what do we do about it? How do we change these conservatives? uh, Well, the reason that I, you know, when here's the thing, when you get media to a certain extent that can identify this situation, right? Because I'm on the radio and I have listeners and it's great, but it's not like I'm in the mainstream media or I have an avenue to that. You know, I said something a long time ago when, when I was filling in. I know somebody who works at the private section in O'Hare for private planes. The idea that this punk, Paul Ryan, who never did anything in his life, never had a business deal, nothing. He just he worked his way up through politics. Him and his wife flying on the private jet. They got the, the, the chauffeur-driven limousine. This is after he's long gone from politics. He lives in the multi-million dollar. This should be something that journalists are concerned with. How does he make the money? And they should investigate this. So you're like a guerrilla journalist. That's what's fantastic about what you do. But I think, I mean, I just, as you know, I like to call in on the Friday when you're getting into this. We know what the problem is. We have to, people who are listening have to find out who their Republican committeeman or precinct captain is. If they don't have, they don't know who it is, put pressure on that person or become that person. So, Kevin, and this is why I, I love that you call, but when you're facing an, an Illinois Republican Party, which is more represented yeah. by um, Rick Moran, than it is Sean Thompson. Do you really stand the chance? You might be mispronouncing his last name. I thought so, too. Don't worry. I know where you're going with that. And I was told by my producer, don't do it. So thank you. I appreciate the call. All right, let's go, <laughs> let's go to line. Miles on 294. Hi, Miles. Hi, Sean. You were absolutely correct. This guy conveniently forgot that Ryan never sent anything up to Trump that wasn't an omnibus bill, these huge spending things didn't cooperate with them in terms of overturning Obamacare and let that uh, fail at that, which I'm the cane stabbing him in the back, and then was a big uh, 
you know, the big corporatist where he's getting the money. And then, and then the minute, Miles, he goes to the board of Fox News, what happens to the platform of Fox News and what angle do they take during the last lap of the presidential election? They worked vehemently hard against Trump as well. So to say that he's irrelevant, I think the most relevant son of a gun that represents our current situation is this corporatist fraud, Paul Ryan. I agree. And they all retire as multimillionaires after their years of public service <laughs> as congressmen. Miles, that sentence right there might be my favorite one of the week. Thank you so much for the call. I so appreciate it, Miles. Thank you. All right, we're going to go to break. I'm going to take your calls when I get back. Hang on the line, 312-642-5600. I've got two that opened up, and I probably will have no interviews for the next week after the way that one went. Thank you so much. I truly do appreciate it. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. That was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. It is Friday. Weather looks like a crime scene from an old Sherlock Holmes movie. It's preposterous. And uh, I have a propensity to argue with guests. That's just the way it goes here on the Sean Thompson Show. I still am having fun. I tell you, I love it. I honestly do, because it really encapsulates why I've never been good at the talking points of lesser of two evils. You know, you got to sometimes support somebody you don't philosophically agree with 100%. You're never going to get the perfect candidate. Man, oh, man, how much of this losing with losers are we going to continue to do? I would rather lose with a winner than win with a loser. Because we've been conning ourselves by winning with these Republican losers. We've been lying to ourselves by pretending that we have... a. We've got a shot if we can just, um, maybe we just give away some of our principles and it'll be okay. Because we didn't get to this $30 trillion overnight. No, 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 no. Republican scumbags like Mitch McConnell have been there since the 80s. When you could have paid off that national debt with what feels like a check now. You're talking the 80s. He's been stepping and fetching to all of the lobbyist scumbags that have been putting demands on we the people and corrupting our business systems since the 80s. And I'm supposed to celebrate old lady face Mitch McConnell, who, by the way, married to a Chinese heiress of a shipping mogul. Yeah, there's no corruption there. No, she likes Mitch because of his straw jaw lines and the facts he's a man's man. When the reality is... He makes Richard Simmons look like a cowboy. And the only reason that Chinese starlet is married to him is because he is a powerful, corrupt senator. And that's it. But he's a Republican. So, you know, we got to hope that he becomes the uh, head again. He's going to be the, the majority leader in the Senate. How did it work when he was the majority leader? What really was accomplished under the Trump years? I mean, Trump did some great Judges, fine. Trump Trump did some great executive orders, but is that what we exist on? Then when, when, when Joe Biden gets in, he just signs different executive orders, and those are gone, and then it's we the people, and what do we do? Oh, give your money. Who do I give my money to? The GOP. I think I'm tired of that scam. I'm damn tired of it. And I'm tired of morons that come on here and tell me, no, 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 that's winning, and we should hope that Mitch McConnell is the Speaker of the House. Or, I mean, uh, the, the, the majority leader in the Senate. 
Get the hell out of here. Just like I was excited when Paul Ryan was the Speaker of the House or John Boehner down living on a balcony. Most of us will never see smoking luckies two at a time laughing at us, pretending to be a conservative. I had enough of it. It's time to purge. Purge. Get them out. You're fired. Exactly. That was the perfect time. Fire that. Fire them all. You think you're winning all of you people in Streeter who have uh, Adam Kinzinger as your rep? Boy, oh boy, if that's what winning looks like, explains why Illinois is such a loser state. All right, let's go to the phone lines. David and Lansing. Hey, Sean, a quick side note. I uh, noticed uh, Bitcoin struggling a little bit, but gold went up. We had this discussion last week. Um, I hope. Let me ask you, you know, this. Let me, let's do this. What was Bitcoin's definition of struggling? Can you give me the definition? Where did Bitcoin close today? Uh, did it go up? I didn't watch the close. Well, you just said, what are you, not, well, where was it today? Give me a price point, will you? I think for the week it was down, right? I want the price. Can you tell me the price? Ballpark it. Uh, I got to go to my cadets. $39,400, let's say. I'll do it for you. So it takes 39400 of those little dollars in your pocket to buy one Bitcoin. What's the price of gold per ounce? Uh, 1908 or something? Yeah. You know what? You're really on some with that gold. It's been 1908 for 10 years, brother. Bitcoin 10 years uh, ago, you could have bought it for 200. Who's the winner? Okay. All right. I just, I, I just hope you have your stop losses in. I'm concerned about you a little bit. Oh, I'm out. I had to I pay call. tuition. I had to get out. I kept just the hair. Don't worry about me. I've been out a long time. I knew Biden was around the corner. And I am dead serious. I liquidated everything. I'm doing nothing. Here's my retirement plan. The Sean Thompson Show. This is it. Take my money. Go ahead. You can have 40% of it. Have a good time. I'm done making money under the Biden years. That's how I protest. Okay, I got you. I enjoy finance and I enjoy trading. That's why I have very No, I love money. to talk about anyway, you know, Go ahead. Anyway, anyway, I called because my question is, how can a party, the Republican Party, I think the first two members of it were black men, and we have you know, Lincoln who freed the slaves. How can we get, I think it can be transformed back with, here's my formula, two more Trump-like figures, like a Ross Perot, a Trump, or maybe a Ron Paul type figure, and then um, Tony Bobulinski comes out of the woodwork and becomes famous and writes a book. I think well, they already wrote a book. It's called The Laptop from Hell, and it's going to be out in September. It's going to be very interesting. Thank you, David, for the call. That doesn't matter to Democrats. You know, this whole thing about the, what's on the laptop. I was filling in for Steve Cortez. There were three months prior to the election. We had Peter Schweitzer's book that was a year old at that time. All of this was in it, and nobody cared. Right now you have CNN that is running almost on a loop. How wonderful it's going to be that the former president is facing an indictment in New York for tax evasion when we have a tax evasion living, breathing dimwit in the White House right now. He, you have him avoiding half a million in, 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 in taxable in taxes alone from his speaking tour prior to deciding when he was going to be the first 80-year-old in diaper president. America is born out of an idea. We hold these truths to be self-evident. But all men and women are created equal, endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, including life, liberty, etc. <laughs> by the way, that's not from election year. That's from an hour and a half ago. He did it again, the dummy. Did it again. 
And there's the Democrats with their soft, buttery hands stuck in jobs they hate, living with people they can't stand, telling everybody how how it's terrible that other people are successful. And this is now where we are. And uh, my only option is what? Paul Ryan and Adam Kinzinger and Mitch McConnell and whatever that corporation, GOP Inc., produces. That's a tough, this is going to be a tough couple of years. Very bumpy. Robert Riverdale. Hey, hey. Okay, that was a great guest. And he's really smart. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Kind of, yeah, yeah. It made you look bad. Do you prepare for your guest? Uh-huh. Or do you do any? Robert, you make me look good. You live. You live in a sewer. You're a Democrat. No, no, you can't right, fail enough. Now tell me about how much I, you're going to capitalize nice on the infrastructure, no, Robert. Go ahead. You should do more studying. Go ahead, Robert. You, you yeah, you know what? When it comes to studying, Robert, I'm going to take my cues from you, dummy. Yeah. See, this is the point. When you're a Democrat in Chicago, you should be so ashamed of yourself. You're not willing to tell people your opinion because your opinion has not only bankrupted the city, it's bankrupted the county, it's bankrupted the state, and you probably got your job from that Madigan mafia figure, and you love this kind of skullduggery. And now you just are excited because infrastructure, his original comment was infrastructure nonsense. Well, my guy probably put nonsense, but infrastructure, because these Democrats like Robert, who are probably linked in to this Marxist mafia that ruined Illinois and Chicago, he's probably licking his chops as they stand to pass this bill of trillions so they can steal. The problem is the Republicans aren't putting up enough fight because they want to steal, too. All right. We'll be back after this. Let's all go to the lot. Let's go to the movie. It's time for Friday Features with Sean. And now, on with the show. All right, I think we're only going to do this for David because I want to get back to the other topics, but I do have a couple of uh, movies. Ike, Countdown to D-Day. Did you ever see with Tom Selleck? Fantastic movie. And then, The Mighty Adam is a documentary about an American strongman. You have to see this guy. He's a 150-pound Jewish immigrant from Poland. You have to see the feats of strength that this guy did. I highly recommend you watch that. All right, let's go to David in Wheaton. Hi, David. Hey, Sean. Uh, Memorial Day weekend, Biloxi Blues. Oh, great Not pull. A bad one. Nice pull. Christopher Walken, Matthew Broderick. Christopher yeah. Walken did a great job. By the way, my dad's 86th birthday today. Oh, tell him happy birthday. In fact, it's, a, it's a, another friend of mine. Um, it's his birthday. I was supposed to go to the party. My brother-in-law is throwing for Sal Petromale, but I can't make it. So happy birthday, Sal, and happy birthday to David's dad. Um, my father grew up on Taylor Street, and he's friends with this guy, Jonto Buffalanto. You might be familiar with him. Uh-huh. And he was asking, um, he wants to get a barrel of Nicaraguan 6 by 60s or something. Yeah. <laughs> He wants yeah. to get the barrel. Like Mark Twain used to get the barrel. He wants to know what place to get yeah. it. Can you, what's the name of your place in Elmhurst? Elmhurst Cigar House. Um, I'm okay. not going to be there. I'm going out of town tonight or tomorrow morning. So uh, I don't have, nobody has the barrel anymore. That's an old thing, but you could tell he's an I'm old-timer. I'm joking, you know. Yeah, he's an old-timer. But thank you very but, much, David. Okay, and you take care. Have a uh, happy Memorial Day. You too. Happy Memorial Day. And I love the idea of we watch a movie that can somehow pay respect and... Uh, homage to um, what Memorial Day stands for because we have a government that has no idea 
And I don't just mean because Joe Biden has five deferments from the Vietnam War. I mean, because they are the Marxists that we spent two world wars fighting and Vietnam and Korea. And now that philosophy that we sent boys over to die and we mourn them and we we decorate their their graves. Now, those philosophies, that's what you call the White House. Hey, Sean, Mike. you got one more. Oh, I got one more. You got right. one more. Kent no. yep. Aurora. Hi, Kent. Yeah. Hey, so uh, fellow Norwegian here, and uh, there's a movie called Troll Hunter. came out a couple of years ago. Surprisingly good. Is it really? Yeah. And it, right. it is very funny. It's a, it is a very dark comedy, actually. I like that. Kind of like the year 2021, dark comedy, Troll Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Got it very much. Troll Hunter. Thank you very much. It. Now, now um, are you, how far removed from Norway are you? Like, are you one generation, two? Where are you? Uh, my mom was a native, so she came here with my dad. Wow. How, what, is she back there, or is she here? What is, how does that work now? Well, she's in even a better country than that, so we lost her. Oh, sorry. Mine too. Mine too, 12 years ago. My condolences to you, and uh, I hope to meet you one day, Kent. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let me get to Mike in Rutherford, Texas. Hi, Mike. Hey, Sean, long time. I'm really glad to hear that you got your own show instead of just filling in for prop like you used to. Thank you. Thank you. You go way back. Thank you very much. Yes. Yes. <laughs> One question: When are you and Prop going to blow the canopy and punch out of that cesspool you live in? Well, like, I, I uh, you know, right before I got the show, I had moved to Florida, and I come back now to do the show. Um, I'm going back to Florida. My family, I'm taking them. I'm getting them out of here, and I'm going to put up a fight, though. I'm going to keep coming back to Illinois for half the month here and there, and uh, but. Unlike you, I'm not going to make the full move for a couple years, Mike. But thank you very much. And the good news is your family's out. My family will soon be out. So that's the most important thing. Because after all, those Democrats that love to wallow in their failure are going to keep voting Democrat. Every once in a while they call the show. And we do appreciate that as they destroy the city and the state. We'll be back. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Enjoy yourself. Stay safe. It's a war zone out there. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer.